Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the new year, baby. Welcome to a new episode of According to an Idiot. I'm your host, Jeremy. It's me. Your favorite host, Kaylee. That's a good voice. Does that feel good for you? Okay, well, <laughs> let's stop this. <laughs> it's going to get weird. Are you getting a boner? I didn't know your voice could do that. This is my normal shrill woman voice, and this is Sexy Kaylee Date Night Kaylee. And this is NPR Jeremy. See, I when, like I, when is... I do that, I just sound like fresh air with Terry Gross. Jeremy, that was one of my New Year's resolutions, was to have a sexier podcast voice. Lay, lay some resolutions on me. Do you have any? Have you thought about it? Consume more mayonnaise. Gross. You know, there's too much mayonnaise in the world. I've always said that. Too much mayonnaise, not enough butter knives with which to eat the mayonnaise. If anything comes with mayo, it's always light mayo for me. I agree. Whoever asks for heavy mayo is a psychopath. I used to work with somebody who always asked for extra mayo. And I about socked her in the face every time. Yeah, that's a whore. Anyone who requests heavy mayo is a whore. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm just getting over a cold and I'm still a little stuffed up as you can hear. Mm. And one of the issues that I learned uh, being uh, nasally congested is you often sniff. Right. Just to sort of get everything up back into your skull where it belongs. And I realized that in public, it's really difficult not to make it look like you're inhaling someone's aroma. Because if I am in the line at Barnes and Nobles Mm -hmm. and I walk behind a pretty young woman, click, clack, click, clack. Like, that sounds weird. But it's also like, you, that guy's sick, and I don't want him near me. Yeah. Well, I also, I just want her to know that I was close enough to another human to get a disease, which shows that I am a social person. You know, perhaps right. I was tonguing somebody. Or also, you probably just put your hand on a doorknob that mm. a sick person touched. Well, I don't want her to know that. I want her to think that, oh, I was probably making out with some sick, some sick ladies. Right. And then she'll want to make out with you and also get the sick. Yep. That's how bacteria works. It makes you want to spread it. Yeah. Makes you want to spread those legs. Blech. Makes me want to spread my legs. So Jeremy, you didn't answer the question. What's your New Year's resolution? I want to try. I This is always like a mini resolution every year mm-hmm. is like going to the gym and yeah. uh, finally becoming a muscular beast. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it will ever happen. If I'm being totally honest with myself, yeah. I don't think it'll ever happen. But I'm going to, again, this year, reinstate the tried and true resolution of getting in shape. Yeah, I made a list of my 2019 goals. Yeah. And I almost put that one on there, but then I knew I wouldn't do it, so I didn't want to disappoint myself. Right, right, yeah. So I just didn't add it. Yeah, we'll just do it in pencil so you can erase it by right, next, right, by next yeah. New Year's. Like, I do want to get active again because I really love working out, and I really fell in love with running, and just like working out in general, I, I love the, like, I don't know, you just feel good afterwards, and it's really therapeutic, I think. That's one thing I really miss, and... Even if it's not like running or working out, I want to substitute that somehow, just clearing my head and just, I don't know, sorting my thoughts out. Yeah, mindless. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Like, whenever I need to clear my head, I typically, I start, I drive around. Yeah. And then I look for a park and I look for young women that are walking alone and Mm. then I kill them. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's my little thing that I do, you know? Usually for me, it's, um, I also go to the park. But usually I find um, dogs that are unattended. Yeah. And then I like to stick my finger in their butt. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just very relaxing because I know they're getting pleasure from it. They just don't and have I, the tools to say so. Right. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm a giver. I love to make other people happy. And, yeah. you know, it's it's hard when you're single and 
you maybe don't have somebody to make happy, so you yep. got to just make do with what you have. And yeah, when you stick that finger in, that golden retriever becomes a golden receiver, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I love that. Any other resolutions you want to um, tell me about? <laughs> there's definitely going to be more. I mean, I think that... Um, you haven't, like, sat down and thought about it? No, not really. I think that sometimes if I get too specific with it, it, it doesn't normally uh, manifest. What uh, I've done the last two years that have, have been really good is I'll give myself... Uh, like a mantra or a word. Mm, okay. Like two years ago, it was create. Okay. And so I, I, like I started that. like drawing on this tablet and I learned how to use Photoshop and Adobe right. software. And then last year was pursue and I started to stick with stuff more. Like we got this podcast off the ground and I didn't give up on it. We kept on right. going. So I got to find a, a word for this year. I'm a very like analytical person mm-hmm. in a sense. I really love to make lists yeah. and I like to have plans. I don't know. I like to have some direction, you know, some some path to follow or else I just feel lost. I have a few. I, I won't share them all. Let's hear them. But one was that the podcast, I would like to get at least 200 listens per episode. I feel like that's a very attainable goal in the next year. If we keep on doing it. If we keep on doing it. We keep on putting our best foot forward. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I would like to write down something positive every day. You know what you can do? I know what a lot of people do like that is they get a jar and they write stuff, a good thing, yeah, and they, and they put it in the jar. And then whenever mm-hmm. they feel sad, they take that one positive thing out of the jar. Yeah. And then next year, I want to open them all up and I want to read everything that happened, one positive thing every single day. Like the last year was really like a big transformative year for me. A lot of things changed and I want to like keep the momentum and just... yeah. I don't know. Work well, on myself. Well, what, what you did was you set the groundwork for this year. Exactly. And, you know, the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. So 2019, here we come. Here we come. Guns I'm feeling loaded. I'm feeling real optimistic and motivated about yeah, it. I think it's going to be a good year. Me too. Um, so viewer question. Really quick viewer question. All right. So what is the difference between whiskey and bourbon? Now I Googled this because I didn't immediately know the difference between whiskey and bourbon. Oh, but I knew this because I am an alcoholic. Yeah. Apparently all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Yes. That's, that's it. a very logical way to put it. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah. Whiskey is the umbrella term. And like, for example, right. scotch is whiskey right. made in, in, in Scotland. And bourbon is typically it's American. A, American whiskey, more specifically down south. Even more specifically, like Kentucky. Basically, whiskey is just like fermented grain from a bunch of different varieties, and then it's aged in wooden barrels. Yeah. And bourbon is too, but bourbon has specific specifications it has to meet for it to be considered bourbon. Those would be, in case you're curious, that it needs to be produced in America and made from 51% corn, and whiskey does not. Bourbon needs to be stored in new charred oak barrels, and bourbon also needs to be distilled to a specific proof level. Uh, that whiskey does not. So basically, bourbon is like a very specific kind of whiskey. So Jeremy, what's our segment for the week? Well, you chose this one. I did choose this one. You chose aliens last week, and this week I chose what? Voodoo. Who do? I do. You do. Voodoo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell me, Jeremy. Oh boy, let me tell you. How did voodoo happen? How start? What is... You might be asking yourself, what am voodoo? (laughs) Sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventure. Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly? The voodoo curse strikes... A police report says that his wife was putting voodoo on him, an evil spirit. Ah, you avoid-
Unbelievable. Fantastic. But I tell you, it could happen. Frenier, Louisiana, 1915. Somewhere on the edge of town sits the home of Julia Brown. Through the gnarled branches of the ghost gray cypress trees, you can spot it. An old cabin, half sunk in the wild bog of the Manchac wetlands. Some days you can catch a glimpse of her, a familiar silhouette sitting on the porch, the voodoo queen herself. She fiddles with a guitar, slightly out of tune, singing strange songs. Once, townsfolks heard her singing, One day I'm gonna die and take the whole town with me. At this time, the logging town of Frenier was a sleepy little hamlet nestled on the edge of Lake Pontchartrain. If not for the railroad tracks that ran through the town, the land and its people would be living in isolation. Frenier had no roads, no electricity, no doctors. When you needed help, you came to Julia Brown. With the snap of her fingers, she could make you right again. Some folks allegedly took advantage of Julia and her gift, demanding more and more from her. Greedy customers in desperate need of cures, scorned lovers requesting curses. And when Julia died in late September 1915, her absence was felt by all. And at the burial service, upon driving the final nail into her coffin lid, there was a change in the air. A storm was rolling in. September 29, 1915, a hurricane swept in from the Caribbean. The wind howled and lashed across the land at 125 miles per hour. Trees bent and tore from the ground. One day I'm gonna die. Those fast enough took refuge in the train station, but it too collapsed under the stress of the storm, killing over 25 people beneath it. And take the whole town with me. The storm surge had risen to 13 feet, drowning the farmland. Houses disappeared beneath the black current. When the storm cleared on October 1st, there wasn't much left of Frenier. Some accounts claim there to have been as few as two survivors from the storm. Today, the old logging town has become one with the swampland. But the question remains, did Julia Brown curse the Louisiana town? Or was her song a warning? Those brave enough to tour the area often speak of the eeriness. How strange it is to see the occasional remnant of a cabin reminding them that this had once been someone's home, now reclaimed by nature. They'll mention the gators and the crickets and the birds, and the peculiar ghost of a woman who speaks in the night. If you listen closely, you might just hear her singing. time for art jeremy so what does this mean it means voodoo voodoo yeah i don't know what it means <laughs> anyways let's talk about voodoo okay so let me just explain to you the history of voodoo and this is such a fucking complicated thing and i'm gonna get some things wrong so if you know a lot about voodoo and you're listening to this please do not t- correct me so voodoo is a religious practice often characterized by sorcery and spirit possession this was made popular in the caribbean and uh, southern United States. However, it does originate from Central and West Africa. Yes. Do not say yes. This is the first time you're hearing about this. (laughs) I think going into this, I had a lot of preconceptions of what voodoo was about, and I was not totally wrong, but I was um, 
Mostly wrong. Mostly wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. So, so voodoo is kind of a cocktail of a bunch of different religions. And um, the term for that is syncretic. Syncretism is the merging or assimilation of two or more schools of thought, especially with religious beliefs. So voodoo combines elements of Roman Catholicism and traditional African mysticism mm -hmm. and religious rite. And uh, what you get is this really strange composite of superstition right. and idol worship. So let's let's talk about where it all started. Voodoo originated around 6,000 years ago in the African kingdoms of... Okay, again, there's some weird names that are going to be thrown around. If I say them wrong... You are going to say them wrong. I'm going to say them wrong. So <laughs> I apologize to anyone who's who practices voodoo or voodoon. Voodoo originated around 6,000 years ago in the, in the African kingdoms of Fon and Congo. The word voodoo itself comes from the Fon language, meaning sacred spirit or deity mm -hmm. most of the terminology originates from fawn and congo languages for example voodoo priestesses are often called mambos or mambos mm -hmm. like mambo number five Ooh. mambo itself is a combination of the fawn word for mother and the congo word for healer so f off you mother healer uh, the Fon Kingdom existed in what is now southern Benin, which is a region that anthropologists sometimes call the cradle of voodoo. It's where it all started. Ah. So today, voodoo is an official religion in Benin. And throughout the nation, the African nations of Togo, Ghana, and Benin, a combined estimate of 30 million people practice voodoo. Ah, wow, that's, that's a lot. That's just in three countries. Well, I know in Haiti, it's really big too, right? What we're going to be discussing typically in this is um, Haitian voodoo and then American voodoo. Yes, uh, but there is a, a lot of different deviations of it. Like, have you ever heard of um, Santeria? No. Santeria is, I believe, a Cuban sort of spin on, it's not literally voodoo, but it's very similar to where they worship certain saints that are based mm -hmm. off of Catholic saints. Okay. Practitioners, that being people that practice voodoo, are called voodooists, huh. which is kind of a stretch. I wouldn't think they'd be called that. <laughs> voodooists believe in a supreme creator known as Bondi. I think that's the way you pronounce it, but it's derived from the French bon Dieu or good God. So when you say good God, you say bon Dieu. if you see something shocking, you say good God, <laughs> you are a voodooist. Bondi is, is like a distant, unknowable God that allegedly created the universe and everything mm -hmm. in it. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to step back and just relax. I'm right. going to assign like the rules of governing this mm -hmm. world I created to a bunch of spirits called Lua. I hope I'm saying this right. So a bunch of these little mini gods called Lua. Think yeah, of them they're, they're like, like spirits. Yeah, they're like they're like angels or saints. Or spirits. They're actually literally spirits. So they're, they're actually, so a yes. bunch of spirits named Luas. What I read is that this main god or creator is so powerful and just so out of reach that people turn to the Lua to basically get shit done. And I'm going to get more to the uh, Luas in just a moment. But first, let's pop on by Haiti and say, hey, T, to them. Okay. There's a popular <laughs> adage in Haiti that goes, Haiti is 90% Catholic. 10% Protestant, and 100% voodoo. So, hey, hey, Kaylee, guess guess what? Guess who's going to pay us a visit? Your favorite historical figure, Christopher... Will Smith. Co no. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. Back him. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. You always know it's going to be a good time when he shows up in your history lesson. Mm -hmm. So in 1492, Columbus lands on what is modern-day Haiti, an island nation known to the natives as Aichi. Columbus would go on to rename this land Hispaniola, or Little Spain, which is 
the cutest name I've ever heard. <laughs> so as we know, uh, wherever good old Chris goes, slavery tends to yeah. follow. Death, destruction. And Haiti is no exception. Colonists arrive and build plantations where they grow and harvest primarily sugar, coffee, and indigo. These plantations relied heavily, spoiler alert, on slave labor. Ah. Can you believe it? Can't tell me anything I don't know already. In the 16th through the 18th century, many slaves brought to Haiti had come from Central and Western Africa and had practiced an original form of voodoo. Hmm. So here's the problem, though. In the colonies, they were Christian. They followed Catholicism. The slave owners required all of their slaves to be baptized as Christians. Ruh row, but I'm I practice voodoo. Why don't I can't? Well, huh? Well, huh? I don't want to be subject to your God. But hey, you know what? It happens to the best of us. So additionally, the Catholic slave owners actively would suppress any forms of non-Christian worship, which was kind of a, a bit of a roadblock for the voodooists. Right. They said, here, here's a loophole. We are going to simply continue to practice voodoo, but disguise it as Catholicism. So the slaves borrowed many elements from Catholicism to protect their spiritual practices, mm -hmm. which um, would forever influence voodoo in Haiti and across the world. So... The Catholic conversion. The Lua were replaced with whatever corresponding Catholic saints they could find. For example, St. Peter in, you know, Christian belief is seen as the gatekeeper to the kingdom of heaven, which corresponded with the Lua called Papa Legba. In the voodoo religion, he is the spirit world's gatekeeper. Okay. So they said, hey, you know what? We can still worship Papa Legba, but just call him St. Peter and mm -hmm. just have little statues of St. Peter. Right. Those dummies will think that we're just we're just doing our Catholic stuff. So they began citing Catholic hymns and prayers at voodoo services. Mm -hmm. And also Catholic holidays became voodoo holidays for the mm. corresponding luas. They adopted the Christian cross not as a symbol of the crucifix, but as a symbol of the crossroads, which ah. represents which represents life-altering choices in the spiritual path of voodoo followers. So this alternative form of voodoo is what is known as creolized voodoo. Sure. Because think of Creole, which brings us into New Orleans voodoo, Louisiana voodoo, American ooh, voodoo. Ooh, 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 Isn't this a wild ride through time, you guys? It is. Aren't you I so enjoy glad, this. Aren't you guys so glad we're here? So let's talk about American voodoo. More specifically, Louisiana voodoo and Southern hoodoo. You do? <laughs> it's starting to sound like nothing to me. American right. voodoo, especially hoodoo, tends to put more focus on holy items like charms and potions. I don't know why. That's just a very clear distinction. So yes. in hoodoo, the Bible itself is seen through a different lens. So they see certain biblical figures as hoodoo doctors or voodoo doctors. And they consider the scripture itself to be a book of spells. The Bible is seen as a sort of amulet and believed to bring you luck when it's in your possession. So hoodoo originated in plantations around the Mississippi Delta region, but blossomed out into other parts of the American South during the Great Migration of the early 20th century. And that's when African-Americans began to move up north into, into cities and stuff. So the term hoodoo was often defined as a paranormal consciousness. Like it's a very conceptual, the idea yeah. of hoodoo. Hoodoo is like a spiritual hypnosis that you are in when you believe. Mm -hmm. So the Atlantic slave trade is what brought everybody to America. You know what I mean? The Atlantic slave trade is how the Creole stuff happened as well. It brought it syncretized, bringing back that vocab word of syncretic. It syncretized voodoo with Catholicism and, and uh, the, the French influence that was taking place in Louisiana. Right. Louisiana voodoo is what we typically think of when we think of voodoo. And that is... Yes. New Orleans, Mardi Gras, voodoo queens, stuff yeah. like that, which I'm sure some of your stuff's about. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So I'll leave that most of that to you. And I want to just really quickly before I uh, pass this over, I want to talk about nanchons. Ooh. 
which are um, they are the the respective families that these lua fall into. There's quite a few. Well, there's a bunch. So I'm yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm taking a little bit from each family. I, I can't go into full depth of every family. <laughs> um, so just give me a little taste. So here's some nanchons, which I guess nanchon is as like derivative of like the term nation. Ah, because okay. like little little mini tribes, little nations. Yeah, of, makes sense. Of Lua, some of them have like certain colors that they associate with them. So. Uh, the Rada, the Rada. Is that red? No, it's white. <laughs> they call them water spirits. Hmm. Papa Legba is one of them. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the, uh, gate, the, gateway. the gatekeeper. There's Loco, the patron spirit of healers and plants, especially trees for some reason. Don't ask me why. Dambala, who is uh, one of the most important of the Luas. He is referred to as Sky Father. He's the primordial creator of all life. He rules the mind, intellect, and cosmic equilibrium. So he is, there is a distinction between him and Bondi. Okay. Um, That's what I was wondering. Yeah. He's the Papa Lua. Okay. I mean, they call him Sky Father, which is just Air Daddy. Now let's go on to the Petro. Petro Lua, the new family. They're very fiery and warlike. They're ornery and they're pissed off. So there's Azili Dantor, who is the Lua of Vengeance and Rage. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, it was made popular by single mothers during the 1980s and 1990s in Haiti. I don't know why. Maybe like female empowerment. Then there's Marionette, who is the Lua of Power and Violence. And it's suggested that her physical form is that of a skeleton. So Ooh. spooky. Uh, she's often called Marionette of the Dry Arms. Well, I mean, if she's a skeleton. Yeah, I was figured it either means dry like bones or dry like eczema. <laughs> By the way, the, the Petro family's color is red. This is the last uh, little family I'll cover. This is the Gede. G-H-E-D-E. I'm assuming it's Gede. I don't know, guys. I'm so sorry. This is stressing me out. So these are the spirits of the dead. This is my favorite. This is These are the best ones. Mm-hmm. So they are traditionally led by the barons. They are characterized as being loud, rude, overtly sexual, and debaucherous. You have uh, Baron LaCroix like the sparkling beverage. There's also uh, another Baron called Baron Samedi and Baron Criminal, but it's spelled with a K. And all... Baron spelled with a K? No, no, no. Baron is the title, <laughs> and then Criminal is the name, but it's K-R-I-M-I-N-E-L. It's like a phonetic criminal. So Baron Criminal, he gets um, super uh, protective of criminals, <laughs> and he'll hurt you if you try to hurt a criminal. What? Yeah, I know. It's very confusing. Um Baron Samedi is the patron, the spirit of like cemeteries and stuff. And he's mm-hmm. the guy, he walks around with like a, a, a top hat on. He's like a skeleton and he has a suit and he's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to you okay. while I go take a uh, Xanax and lay down. Okay, Kaylee, take it away. So I'm going to talk about voodoo and spells and all the mysticisms. So basically, the belief of voodoo is that the faith teaches us to bless nature and support cosmic harmony for the purposes of masking divine magnetism. That's a quote I have from somebody who does voodoo stuff. Now explain to me what that means, because I don't understand a lick of that. (laughs) So basically, what they're saying is that voodoo as a religion teaches them to live in harmony with nature and that everything has a soul uh so like trees have a soul and um, plants have a soul and there's basically two worlds there's the physical world and then there's the invisible world of like all the spirits and the souls and all that stuff that you can't see researching some of the voodoo stuff it, it kind of reminded me of like paganism you know yeah where everything has a spirit right 
everything's its own little god. I mean, obviously, it's a more a little more complicated and complex. Right. I guess like main point is that voodoo is kind of belief that one doesn't see all that exists. There definitely are like the darker aspects of voodoo, the black magic and conjuring yeah. of like evil forces. But okay, yeah. it's not really common practice. Because I found out through this, I found out that there's such a thing as black magic and white magic. Yeah, white I magic is also a thing. I didn't know that white magic was a thing. So white magic is like magic for the good and black magic right. is magic for the bad. Right. Black magic is like revenge. Yeah. Like trying to hurt somebody. White magic is like love spells and yeah. um, health. Another big misconception is the animal sacrifice. Uh, they do sacrifice animals as an offering to the spirits, but it's not as like brutal or common as at least that I thought it would be. It's consensual. <laughs> it's consensual, but they also eat it <laughs> afterwards. So okay. it's like not really any different than you like killing a pig to eat it afterwards. They just right. also use it for their yeah. like religious kind of rituals and things of that nature. So I want to talk about first is the type of spiritual illnesses that you can get. So they believe that illnesses are the cause of negative vibrations, which can come from like hatred or anger, envy and jealousy from other people. And it can cause a long list of illnesses uh, like agitation, anxiety, accidents, domestic problems, like fighting with your spouse. Um, and this is kind of where the term evil eye comes from. They oh. think a lot of the negative energy comes just from the eyes of somebody and it can be directed towards you and you can get a lot of the negative side effects from someone giving you the evil eye. Oh. So there's a lot of charms and like cleansing kind of rituals that you can use to protect yourself from evil eyes so that other people aren't giving you their negative vibrations and negative influences, basically, so it doesn't affect you as a person. And you can just kind of, like, push it off, and you're like, not today. That's a lot of what voodoo is. It's just kind of cleansing. Like a colonoscopy. Right. Get all that yeah. get all that bad <laughs> stuff out of you. That's a lot of what voodoo is. It's just kind of cleansing and warding off bad energies and bad spirits and um, stuff of that nature. But it can also be used for love, money, luck, and revenge. Ooh. Well, you know, um, I, I just to interject real quick. Um, I read a lot about like voodoo curses and stuff. Yeah. A thing about voodoo, curses at least, mm -hmm. um, are self-fulfilling prophecies where typically someone will curse somebody if you're using that black magic voodoo. If I believe in curses and you say, I just laid a curse on you, uh, your life's going to fall apart. Right. I would start to stress out and be like, oh, my God, my life's going to fall apart. I'm, I'm, I'm over. Oh, right. my God. What's and then the point? You, you start slipping. You start doing this. Before you know it, your life really is over because it's all in your head. Right. So revenge spells are arguably the most interesting, I think, and what most people think when they think of voodoo. Uh, revenge spells are spells intended to hurt somebody and attracts and draws power from evil spirits. A lot of the websites and things that I looked at uh, gave a lot of warnings for people looking to do revenge spells. They have a belief that if you try to cause harm on somebody, it'll have dramatic consequences, if not familiar to the ones that you're trying to cause on the person. So, like, if you're trying to hurt somebody, basically, you're going to have karma. That's what I was always worried about. Like, if I put a curse on somebody, I would be like, oh, I'm, it's going to come back to me. Right. And they think that if you're not well-trained, that's what's going to happen to you. You have to put aside all of your negative feelings for somebody and you have to do it in a very like objective way objective like judgmental type way like you're doing this for justice and not f specifically for revenge right and that way the evil spirits can't come back to you they're going to go just for that person so they recommend having somebody who's experienced 
and they don't recommend somebody who's new to voodoo to go straight to revenge spells. They say voodoo dolls are the best way to do it because it's uh, in between the real and invisible world, and it works good as a gateway for energy manipulation, and it's really good for beginners. So if you want to have- Voodoo dolls for the folks at home that somehow have gone their whole lives not knowing what a fucking voodoo doll is. What is a voodoo doll? Voodoo doll is basically like a small doll uh, that you make with um, material from a person. So like hair or like fingernails or some sort of like genetic tie to a person. This is my fingernail ball. This is the embodiment of Tom. Yeah. So you have like a doll. And the thought is that the doll is connected to the person. So whenever you do something to the doll, it won't necessarily happen exactly to that person, but what you're doing to the doll is like a manifestation of like what you want to happen to the person. Right. It's like if you're causing harm to the doll or you're doing certain things to the doll, then the person is what's going to be affected. I see. And so, and typically we see in movies them using pins and needles. Is that at all accurate? Um, Not really. It's kind of weird. They use like a lot of oil and dirt it's just like really weird stuff you would imagine okay, like right. tying it up and yeah. it really there's, there's no worse curse than hoping that somebody gets really greasy right basically depending on the type of spell that you use and who's casting it if you have like a more experienced caster then the effects will be more serious but there's a big list of certain like deficits that you can get and like luck and love success and health you really wanted to do them in real good um the more romantic side you can Ooh. do love spells, which is sweet, but also really fucking weird if you read them. So love spells, they also give a big fat warning uh, saying that it can bind your souls together and that the spells are an oath to an eternal energy uh, or the spirits. So when you're making these spells, you're basically making a promise to the spirits that you intend to be with this person forever. It's like getting married. Right. It's getting married in the spiritual way that your souls are bound together forever. So you have to be really sure you want this person because you're going to have them forever. I don't know. It's also creepy. It's a really creepy sounding thing. And the effects of the spells, as you can imagine, vary greatly depending on what you do. But some of the ones that I read will make the person want to kiss you more, think about you more, just in general want to be around you. What's, What's the anal one? Um, did not see an anal one. Okay. Um, but like you can do them in your own home. You don't need like all this weird shit. Oh, really? So like you wouldn't have to go to like a doctor? No, no, no. You can do these on your own. I'm sh- I mean, really? if you want to do this stuff, I'm sure you should go to somebody who yeah. like you does to, this you stuff. You should go to a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably um, a good but starting what I, point. I thought was weird. I wish I would have written out the whole thing, but you just use cooking oil. And you really? like you like soak the person's finger in cooking oil. And they said to act like you're taking their pulse to like trick them into sticking their finger into cooking oil and Uh, then you like rub the oil all over your lips like lipstick and then you kiss them and that will make them want to kiss you more if you rub like cooking oil all over their hands and then you pro tip to everybody listening that's not going to make someone want to kiss you more yeah (laughs) that's probably the opposite (laughs) effect um another one was that you write your name on two ends of a piece of paper so like you write your name on the left and person's name on the right Mm -hmm. and then you get a candle and you put the melted wax on one side and you fold the paper over so that your names are sealed together oh sealed together forever and your souls are bound bound by wax um and then there was another one where you get the number of letters in your name and then the number of letters in the other person's name and that is your lucky number 
and you write it on the inside of your underwear. And you put it on the inside of your underwear? And then you put it on, yeah, you write it on the inside of your underwear. This is is a serious business. And then you you smash your vagina against it a lot. These are all aimed towards women, by the way. Like, none of these are for men, yeah. Oh, that's sexist. They're they're all like, oh, and then you'll make your man love you. I'm like, I don't want no man. A little bit dated. Yeah, because now, that's funny, (laughs) because nowadays you would, when you think of this, like I personally. I would think of a man. I think of a man. It's weird. That's crazy. But um, So the, underwear, that's really strange. It's very, uh, yeah. I, I read that and was one of those, like, hold on. What? Huh? Yeah, did I get that right? This is like something I would do in middle school right. <laughs> to get my crush to like me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like a 13-year-old yeah. you found this, you're like, it couldn't hurt to And then try. your mom finds it when she washes yeah. your laundry. Yep. And you're like, I just wanted my boy to like me. I just wanted her to talk to me. <laughs> what? So there's a lot of different variations of like these kind of spells that you can do. But for the most part, the rituals done are done in public with a big mass of people. That's embarrassing for the underwear one. Yeah. A main one is Fiti for Lua, where a bunch of people come together to call upon and serve the spirits. And this type of ritual, the spirits will often possess the people attending. And when this happens, the Lua will prophesize, they'll heal, cleanse, they'll bless people, and they'll assist in resolving certain issues. But usually the Lua will try and help the people who are attending the ritual. And um... Did you read about like what the specific items that the gods like favor? No. Like certain for certain Luas, I really can't think of one right now, but certain Luas prefer certain liquors, oh. certain foods, certain colors, like those water spirits I was talking about. Right. Typically, you leave out a glass of water to, to help like summon them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or to, you know, to please them. Mm-hmm. But then there are also the private rituals that you can do. These are usually like what you pay to have done. Like you would go seek somebody out. Like the to, like, premium subscription. Right. The premium subscription. You get like a nice little taste of being possessed. Mm-hmm. And you get a free tote bag with it. There's uh, different names for each of these different types of private rituals. So Wanga, I'm probably pronouncing all of these wrong, um, is what I was talking about earlier, like love, money, revenge, all that stuff. There's gads, which is like protection spells. It's like the evil eye. A lot of people try and get um, protection from other people, giving them a stanky look. And then there's a really interesting one that uh, threw me back a little bit in surprise. Uh, you can get married to a Lua. In this case, a person is bound to the spirit and is obligated to it and vice versa. So basically... Can you, can you not get married if you marry a spirit? Um, I don't know. I think it's more of like a spiritual thing. Like okay. you're you're supposed to serve the spirit and okay. then in turn the spirit is supposed to serve you. So you would pick a specific spirit that you want like help in some area of your life and you would marry it. And it would help you, and in return, you would do certain aspects or tasks. Yeah, for the you know what this reminds me of is um, I mentioned briefly Santeria, mm-hmm. which is like like a sister religion to Voodoo. Um, and in Santeria, it, with that belief, uh, people who practice it, when you are first brought into the religion, you go through this whole ritual where you are assigned like your spirit, for example, like a Lua. Mm-hmm. your saint similar to how uh creolized voodoo is say like you have like the thunder god whoever that is that's because your personality is a certain way and so for your life that spirit is the one that's looking out for you hmm. so that's your saint and then like there's a whole ritual where like you have to shave your head and like wear white for a certain amount of time it's, oh. a, it's a real crazy thing but it seems it seems really cool but yeah it's just similar to that um i like how you you're caressing of, your chest i literally just tweaked my nipples as i talked to you it's the first time i've ever done that in front of somebody <laughs> not that i do it alone a lot but uh, but yeah Usually so that's kept in private that's what that reminded me of which i think is super cool i love being assigned to things right it's kind of like hogwarts yeah i, I assigned my own little yeah, god. like i kind of want to be assigned a spirit 
yeah, that'd be so cool. Like, oh, this is your dude. And like, he's going to look out for you. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. The last kind of ritual was cleansing. That's another really popular one. And usually it's in the form of baths. So basically. Oh, so literal. Yeah. Like you just kind of pay somebody to give you a special bath and then you're cleansed of all like bad spirits and negative energies and. Yeah, basically just a lot of the rituals and spells are for protection against the evil eye, being cleansed from that, or curses and that whole business. So, Jeremy. What up, Lee? Good vibrations. Okay. So, before we close out, let's throw out some good vibrations. Or good Um, energy, as the voodoo people would say. My good vibration is everything I accomplished in 2018, leaving shitty environments, and... Spawning a new era of Kaylee. This will be the bloodiest era the earth has ever seen. And you will never, ever underestimate the power of Lee. (laughs) Uh, My good vibrations are to uh, everyone who is entering a new year. Good luck. You're going to rock it. Even if you don't, you're going to rock it. You're going to rock it. Don't worry about the semantics. As long as you survive the year, having learned something, it was a year well spent. Oh, that's nice. Um. Also, I want to send out some good vibrations to Red Dead Redemption 2, which I have been sinking my life into lately. Nice. Uh, It is so much fun. I am a cowboy. And you know what? I'm going to buy a 10-gallon hat. I'm going to have a good time. I am a cowboy. We talked about a lot of stuff. We did talk about a lot of things. We talked about our New Year's resolutions. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. We talked about... Also whiskey and bourbon. And uh, we delved into the uh, mystical world of voodoo. Right. Talked about curses and gods. And- right. If you would also like to send in a question to us or if you'd like a good vibration you want us to mention for someone special out in your life, let us know. You can email us at according to an idiot at gmail.com or you can tweet us at idiots accord. You can also message us or get a hold of us on Instagram at according to an idiot. Uh, we're also on Spotify now. Uh, through Podbean. We're still on SoundCloud, still on all the other stuff we're usually on, but now we're also on Spotify. Yeah, so. so you guys can find us wherever you want. I think actually any any of the main yeah. ones, you'll find us. Download them all on all Give us a review the- on iTunes. Tell us what you thought of the episode if you want to. Um, yeah. And we will love you. Thanks for listening. we got some more great stuff for you to expand your understanding of all that is weird. Yeah, I'm going to footsie you so hard right Are now. You- oh, we're having a little powwow with our feet right now. Ooh. I love you guys. Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Let's keep doing that. It feels so good. I'll put a smell on you. Oh, my Because yep. you're mine. No, it's, and now you're mine. And not fuck. Okay. Well, I put a spell on you. I put a spell on you.